Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I'm the host, Rick Fox, and today I have Crystal Ware with me, and I am really looking forward to our conversation. Crystal is a partner, a broker, a risk consultant, uh, non-practicing attorney. Like I could just literally go on with the 47 things that she does right now, uh, but I'm going to let her tell her story. But for Empower Benefits and Insurance Group, she is new to that organization as a partner, uh, excited for her new, to hear what's going on with her new business, has an incredible background uh, as, as an attorney, working as an account executive at Lockton, working in oil and gas as a risk consultant, uh, all kinds of cool things. I want to let her tell the story, but first and foremost, Crystal, thank you so much for doing this and thank you for being on the program with us. Great. Thanks for having me this morning. So Crystal is, is a unique situation. We do this on the show where a lot of people, uh, we get a lot of, again, I, I always say this, but thank you everybody for the feedback that we get on the show. Um, we get, I get LinkedIn messages all the time about stuff they like. I get stuff that we need to do better. I get great ideas for guests through LinkedIn and, and direct messaging. So please keep doing that. And I would be remiss if I didn't also say, make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast, either where you get your podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get it, or obviously, and I would love you to do this if you would do me the solid, go to vertifor.com, click the resources tab, go to podcasts and subscribe there. Then you're on the list to get some bonus content that we do and other things. So please do that, do me that solid. Um, but what I want, where I want to jump now after now that I've said that is what's cool about what Crystal's done Crystal reached out to me and, and gave me some great feedback on the episode, on an episode, and also said, if you want to have a conversation, we should get, we should get together. So we actually had a conversation and that became what is now going to be aired as this podcast is that we're going to recreate some of those, that conversation that we had, because I thought it was so great and her sort of perspective on things is so, it's so meaningful, especially with this industry and all the changes that are going on. So before we dig into the conversation, I always like to give the guests an opportunity to sort of tell your journey, tell us how you got here. Uh, so Crystal, take it away. Tell us, tell us how Crystal Ware got to where she is right now. Awesome. Well, thanks for that great introduction. And uh, as a lot of people in insurance, I kind of fell into insurance. It was never my dream in college. Um, but I was a practicing attorney doing mostly insurance defense work, asking myself, is this my dream? Is this my goal? And then I just happened to run into a running friend who had also been a practicing attorney and transitioned into a risk manager. And I was really questioning my life saying, is billing my time what gets me excited and motivated to work for the remainder of my life? And the answer was resoundingly, no. So I had a few opportunities come up. And while I was interviewing to change, one of them was for a claims position at Lockton. And I literally was sitting at the airport about to jump on a flight to Singapore. Wow. When Lockton called me back and said, 
it's now or never, give us your answer. And I just said, sure. What's the worst can happen? I can grow, I can learn. And if nothing else, I can go back to the legal field. Well, and the worst case so, there is that you, you missed out on a trip to Singapore. I mean, that would be the only bad thing there so I can think of, right? Right. No, they, they, they had to understand I was going to take my three weeks in Singapore. Oh, okay. Regardless. okay. You said <laughs> <laughs> so I still went to Singapore and had the trip of a lifetime and came back to an exciting new opportunity. And really, as I say, the, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Um, it transitioned from working on claims, um, being an advocate for my clients with carriers, um, to doing the full service brokeraging and oversight of other large clients. Then I shifted gears to the client side, working at two Fortune 500 client, uh, two Fortune 500 companies as their risk manager. Um, and essentially what that means is their insurance procurer for the company, right. um, working on large placements of all sizes, shapes, every kind of coverage you can imagine. Um, in the upstream, downstream, and midstream space. And then I shifted gears back uh, and am now a partner and risk consultant with Empower Benefits and Insurance. It's a good story. It's a great, it sounds like a, a fun journey to your point. We have so many, so many people in our industry that are are so like they they didn't they didn't wake up as a six-year-old and say, you know, I want to be in the NBA. That was my thing. I, I didn't think and I didn't have any friends that were saying, I want to be in the insurance industry. So we all kind of stumble into it. And then what happens in your case, not that you ever really left, but you left sort of, and now you're back. You just, it's like the mob. You just can't get away from it. It's, it's very, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lifetime thing. And I, I'm proud to call myself one, proud to, to call you one and looking forward to kind of getting your perspective on things. So, so this is kind of how our conversation went before. And I think it's really interesting for you especially to have the perspective of someone who knows insurance, someone who has been in insurance, then went outside, but still dealt with insurance. So I really want to talk about um, client perspective, whether that's perspective toward an agency, whether that's agency perspective toward a carrier, whether that's client perspective to a carrier, but, but it's perspective. And where I really want to start is, and you, you, I, I have this written down as something that's important, but it's the generation gaps. So just talk to me about your thoughts on any of those topics, because I, I, I love your perspective on this perspective. Absolutely. What I have seen in going through and the various positions I've worked is that, you know, it's an overarching issue in America and different businesses but I think it's especially an issue in the insurance industry where we see this widening generation gap. There's less interest from the younger generations and we're seeing you know, a continuing mounting of retirements from the older generations. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always interested to know how we can fill that gap, how we can get people excited. What does the industry need to do? What do um, employers need to do? And then what do... Um, interviewees and, and potential employee, employees going into the field, what do they need to be aware of? And that's what I really love talking about and trying to brainstorm around and figure out how we can solve that issue. Uh, because for me, and, and I just talked about my, uh, my background and how I ended up where I am. I, I mean, I can never say how 
thankful I am for my journey. I absolutely have loved every step of the journey. I think the insurance industry has an incredible amount to offer to people. Mm-hmm. And it also gives people a really good way of life. Yeah. Uh, and so I think we need to somehow cultivate those expressions and communicate that well to backfill um, the retirements that we're seeing in the industry. Well, I think there's this sort of, when you say generational gap, the first thing I think of is the, you know, and this is obviously pre-COVID when everyone was in the office, but you walk into an office, it's a little sleepy, maybe there's, you know, the decor, the, the, you know, you've got the one room that has 47 badges hanging on the wall of all the carriers and, and none of that's bad. But if you look at that, and when we're talking about perspective, you look at that through the eyes or the lens of a freshly college graduate at this point, we're at the, we're at the point now where from this point on, every college graduate is older, like has, has never not had Google and Amazon their whole lives. Like they've had it, like that's how, so from the day they were born, those things were something like I didn't, you know, I'm old. I didn't have, I didn't have anything. I didn't have a phone. I had a, I had at one point had a, a pager on my watch and I thought I was super cool. That was way back in the day. Then you had to find a phone bank to put a quarter in. Like, anyway, I digress. But the point is, if you get that perspective of today's younger generation, those college, those college kids, those mid twenties and millennials, I, I, I try to not use that word, but, um, they walk into one of those offices and there's an instant sort of, huh, this looks old or this feels slow or sleepy or, uh, and it could be a very, very tech savvy agency. It could be an agency that's moving in all the right directions, but I'm, I'm speaking in generality, but it is something that we are, are, are not maybe looking at from the right perspective. Give me your thoughts on kind of that almost just the, the, the visual of what it, that feels like. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And you, and you really spoke to me when you speak of Google and um, not having Google, because I remember, you know, DOS and some of those other programs and the look and feel of those. And when I am touching a website or I am going into some tech application and I just don't like the feel of it, that is the exact term that I describe to other people is like, oh, this feels too DOS-ish and I yeah. don't like it. Yeah. If I'm feeling that and I know what that is, well, imagine what somebody of a, a younger generation, a recent college graduate is feeling when they look, you know, touch something that has a more arcane, um, you know, feel an interface to it. Yeah. And it's the same thing when you walk into an office. I don't think that people need to have a bright orange and, you know, fluorescent yellow environments to get people excitable. But when you walk in the aura of what you feel, that is absolutely what younger generations. And when I say younger generations, you know, millennials, uh, Gen Z um, versus baby booners, and maybe to a lesser extent, you know, Gen X. They want a different feel. They want somebody that's going to welcome them when they walk in the door, say hello. And and to be honest, I want the same thing. Um, You know, most people want to have a collegial, you know, feel in their office environment. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, we need to, as business owners and leaders of companies, we need to be considering 
when we're looking for the best and the brightest talent, whether you're a carrier, an agency, or otherwise. And I think even then one step below that is the the interface that they would that they have with the technology. If you pop them in front of a screen and they're looking and it's the to your point, it's looking DOS-ish on their screen, that's a that's a that's a non-starter. Like literally, that's already you're already losing uh, with with the younger generation that's used to click, click, done, you know, click, click. I'm on my phone and I can get like I, I was just even talking to my wife about this the other day, where I was trying to figure out how far it was from one place in a city that's two hours away from me to another place in a city that's two hours away from me in this other city. And all I had to do is plug in the addresses and I know oh, it's 5.6 miles. Cool. Like back in like the old, old ways, like that, that, again, I just use that as an example of something that is just so common today that you have to be looking at it. And, and that takes me to this next kind of topic, which is culture. Uh, anyone who listens to this knows that I spend a lot of time talking about culture but I think it's important that we get Crystal's perspective on this because everything we just said has to do with the culture. It's much deeper than that, but that's part of it. It's, it's, it's the feeling it's the, it's the, I'm ex, it's, it's a Wednesday morning and I didn't sleep very well last night and I've got to go into the office, but I love my office. I love my coworkers. I feel like I'm doing good for the company, for my customers, for the world, like that culture piece to me is, is it's, it's underrated, I think, at, at, in, in our industry. I think and at the carrier level too, think about the, the, the days that can grind because it's either it's claims or it's, I didn't get my download, like something at that carrier level that's doing the same stuff. But have you created a culture that gives you kind of that, I want to be a part of this vibe? Like, w- what do you think of that, Crystal? I, I could not agree more that culture needs to be considered. I have seen in working in the various facets that I have, small and mid-sized companies, um, and when we put those in perspective, I'm talking about companies that even have like you know 50 to 100 million dollars in revenue. Have they considered what their culture is like? Have they actually sat down and brainstormed and put pen to paper? We I've seen over and time time and time again, you know. Business owners say, I want to be a great place to work. I want to create a family environment or whatever their goals are, but they've never really sat down and worked on that and enumerated what they want their culture to be like. And I think in today's market with the talent pool where it is and wanting to attract and retain and grow your business, it is almost mandatory that you spend some time to think about that. Mm -hmm. I think, and, and so I look at it and it's sort of the, the trickle down of, okay, if I spend like, and you nailed it, like it's, you need to spend some time on it. And, and then of course, somebody out there right now that's listening is saying, I don't have the time. Y- you need to find the time because it, it's the trickle down. If I create a culture that is, that is warm and inviting and empowering, then I add you know, and with, within that culture, I add the right technology, infrastructure, ecosystem to that. Those two, one plus one equals like 27. And the third, what the 27 is, is you attract young talent and you need every agency now needs, not everyone, because there's a few that are brand new with young people. I'm guessing your agency isn't that your brokerage is not in need of 
young talent because you probably already have it. But most agencies need to be doing this. They need, you said, putting pen to paper, figuring out a plan and a strategy. Uh, okay, so anything else to add on culture? Because I have another couple topics I want to get to, but do you, do you feel like you covered what you wanted to? Yeah, the only thing I would add to that is, you know, that that is becoming the culture and the environment or, you know, in which you surround yourself, that's becoming increasingly more important to candidates. <clears throat> and so that's why I say, it's not just a nice to have now, in my view, it's a mandatory to have. Um, and it needs to be thought out. And then, you know, it needs to match up, you know, the feel that people get needs to match up with what you say you want out of your company, because you can mm -hmm. say it all day, but if you're not really creating that, um, then there's going to be a disconnect and people are going to see that whether it's mm -hmm. your clients or your employees. Yep. All right. So quickly, I want to talk about, uh, interviewing, like this is a topic that, that you and I sort of touched on. And I think it's important. So we kind of look at it from like, if I'm going to interview, like, and this kind of ties into what we're talking about, but talk to me about if I'm looking to become a part of the industry, whether that's at the carrier level, the agency level, and in either lens you want, whether that's the person coming in to interview or what I should be doing as an interviewee, what, what, what does that look like? And again, your perspective is so great because it's in the, in, specifically in the agency world, leaving but working with agencies and carriers and now going back to being on, back on the insurance side, the agency side. So talk to me about just interviewing in general. I, I would love for people to be pen to, pa pen to paper right now and writing down notes that they can take to their next interview. Absolutely. So I think I would like to say a few things on both sides of the lens. So as an interviewer, and I have recently been through this process and talking to people, you know, because there is a, a lower threshold of interest in insurance in general, you know, it's not like you have uh, some hyper competitive, you know, hundreds of candidates available. And so I think as the interviewer and going back to the fact of like, how do you sell it? How do you express it? How do you communicate it? I think it's really important for people, interviewees, I mean, interviewers, whether it be, um, you know, the owner of the company or the hiring manager, HR, whoever it is, to have some personal touch, to express to people what they personally love about working at the company Mm -hmm. um, what they love about working in insurance, and maybe even share if it's a, a candidate that's never been in insurance, share what their journey has looked like and where it's taken them and why it has been good for their life and or their family. That personal connection is what um, the younger generations want to feel and mm -hmm. see. So, you know, we, we people tend to want to keep it very professional and buttoned up. And yes, of course, you don't want to be too loose in an interview, but you do have to make it personal. You do have to sell your company. Yeah. You do have to sell what you're doing to people and, and get them engaged. And why do they want to come work for you? Why do they want to come work for this industry? So I think those are all really important things um, as a business owner. Um, as an interviewee, uh, you know, I think it's important that people come in with an open mind, ask a lot of questions. Uh, you know, dig in, ask some questions about the culture, you know, because it is absolutely important that you're a right fit for the company, but it also needs to be a good fit for you as a person. It is a two-way street. And so 
you know, interviewees should not shy away from asking questions about, you know, walk me through a day in the life here, walk me through, you know, what a Monday or a Friday might look like, uh, depending on what exactly your agency or company is doing, or if you're on the carrier side, every day may be different or every day may be similar. Um, but understanding those things and asking about those things um, and not just having it be about, do I have the technical skills? Yes or no, because we can often see that on paper. Right. Um, or for the, if you're the interviewee, you can see, you can look at their websites. You can, there's usually a wealth of information out there to see what the company is actually doing. So, you know, you have to take the onus onto yourself as an interviewee to ask the right questions, to engage and to cultivate a real connection and a conversation about what life will be there. And I think that's really important so that everybody has transparency and understanding and make sure that it's a good fit. You know, hiring people is expensive. Mm -hmm. Retaining people is important. Yeah. And it, it's, and it's, it's a must, like you said, it, it, in, in the world that we live in now, it, it is, it is a must to, to generate that young, younger talent into our, into our industry. Crystal, this is so great. I, I'm just, I'm such a, I'm such a fan of your perspectives and to, to kind of, to see, you know, for you to have the, the vision, the, the, the views that you've had into the industry and to kind of give that perspective a lot of the things that you and I have been talking about, we haven't like it, we didn't just reinvent the wheel. We're talking about things that are super important. We're giving different perspectives, different views. But the main thing now for me is for people listening is that you take this information and Crystal is, thank you again. This is such a wealth of knowledge and wealth of perspective. Is take that to your agency, take that to your care, take that back to your culture and start to make changes pen to paper make a plan and get that stuff done uh i think this is such a such an important thing for those agencies because there's agencies out there right now that are thinking yeah we're stuck in the mud or i can't find any talent or we didn't grow enough last year you, you can almost you can attach any one of those things start with culture start with your culture do you have the right people doing the right things are they empowered to work at a rate that that will get things done do you have the technologies in place to attract that young young talent so crystal what's the best way for people to get a hold of you should they connect with you on linkedin what uh, talk to me about how if people want to want to stay attached sure our new website is empowerbig.com okay. and always LinkedIn. I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn. Happy to talk to people if they want any mentorship or guidance or have questions. And um, I'm on LinkedIn at Crystal Ware, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-W-A-R-E, Risk Consultant. Yep. Awesome. Crystal, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's great information. It's great to just, it, it gets me excited because I know this stuff is so important. So thanks for being on with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Keep uh, and go to the website, go to vertifor.com, resources tab, podcasts, and to subscribe there for the extra content. Uh, and keep the messages coming to me on the, through direct message on LinkedIn. Not only stuff about the show, uh, any guests you might recommend, but also we're doing our new segments called Ask Rick. 
And so questions, anything you'd like as a topic would be excellent. So get that to us. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Thanks again to Crystal Ware, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at Vertifor.